It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast with Dennis and Brady. Continuing our BWAC football theme, and Coach Sean Misko will join us today and we'll talk a little Richmond football. So it's going to be a, a fun show. What do you got to add here before we get it going? Not a whole lot, just the countdown timer's really on. I mean, we're just, just uh, uh, over a week away from camp getting started, getting in there and just starting our camp stuff. It's just going to be a lot of fun, and I'm kind of like, okay, summer's been good. Let, let's get Friday Night Lights because week one's going to be awesome, and that doesn't help me wanting to get there is because there's four really intriguing games we're all we're going to be at, So, and there's more we won't be at. So. Yeah. It's it's already August next week, so just throwing that one. Yeah, in and there I think uh, Richmond's going to be one of the more interesting teams to watch. I I'm excited to talk to Coach Misko and see what the Blue Devils are going to be this year. All right, well let's get to that conversation as soon as we can here on the Tri County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall and Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and clothes, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800-250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-877. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows. With low e-glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes, they can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Brady Port Huron. Brady here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. 
gold. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Magnet International would like to thank the Blue Water area for welcoming us into their community. We are excited to put our roots down in this beautiful, growing area. As the largest auto supplier in North America, we are thrilled to call Blue Water area home and look forward to many, many years in this wonderful community. Our brand new facility is located off of Range Road in St. Clair, Michigan. Magna is a proud sponsor of Blue Water area high school athletics. The YMCA of the Blue Water area is pleased to announce a Night of Champions Thursday, September 15th at 6 p.m. at the McMoran Arena in downtown Port Huron. Eight-time Emmy Award winner Mike Doc Emmerich will host with special guests, activities, food, and both live and silent auctions. Tickets must be purchased in advance and are available at the YMCA, 1525 3rd Street in Port Huron. Cost is $100 per person or $1,000 for a table. For more information on a Night of Champions with Mike Doc Emmerich, call the Y at 810-987-6400, extension 132. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton, and Coach Sean Misko from Richmond joins us on the program, and uh, thank you, sir, for coming on uh, out. Uh, exciting! T- it's exciting times because we're getting close. As I said, it's going to be August next week. And I'm I'm not trying to rush you through. I know you guys got work to do to get ready for the season, but let's face it, it's going to get here so fast that <laughs> how close to being ready are you? Uh, I first appreciate for uh, you guys having me on. Um, you know, we uh, we actually just finished up uh, our, our high school team camp. Um, had uh, really really great turnout there with uh, 42 guys from the uh, from the high school team. Um, you know, most of the varsity was uh was in attendance which was huge and uh you know getting all your your base offense and defense installed makes it helps it helps us get you know obviously as a football coach you always feel like you're 
you're working from behind, right? Because the right. time there's not, you can't create more hours in the day. No. You know? And, uh, so, but getting in, going into dead week, getting ready to, you know, kick off that, that first practice August 8th, you know, I think we, we feel like we're in a pretty good spot. Well, with the team camp and once you get into regular camp, it goes by quick. Basically, you have the first week and then you have usually teams have their own little scrimmage. And then at the end of the next week, it's the four way and then it's game week. So you don't have a lot of time to get ready. How much does it help that you don't have to start from square one? So you spend the first two, three days going, all right, this is our base defense. This is where you line up and you can get right into it and kind of hit the ground running once actual camp starts. It's uh, it's unbelievably helpful. Um you know, like sitting with our guys, you know, like sit, sitting down with our, our juniors and seniors uh, yesterday at the end of camp there, you know, because we did, uh, we kind of finished camp with an hour walkthrough of, hey, this is the call, this is the call, this mm-hmm. is the call. We ran, you know, about 40 offensive plays from a script, and, you know, I think we had two errors in those 40 plays. And, you know, all the kids were all excited because, you know, they feel like, hey, coach, we got it, we're ready to go. Right. You know, and, uh, you know, the last time we went to team camp was uh, 2019. You know, which obviously we had a tremendous football team that year. And, uh, you know, just – and the hope is that, you know, just like that year, uh, you know, we're going to start game one like we've already played a couple games is, is mm-hmm. the goal. So, to, Compared to this time last year, how much more comfortable with things are you? How much more smoother is it for you? Oh, it's, um, it's, it's much, much better. Um, mm-hmm. You know, last year uh, I think I – I recall, I think I got the job right in the end of May. Um, and so, you know, I remember last year feeling like a ton of pressure and a ton of, uh, right. you know, just, just really, really being behind the eight ball, um, you know, with uh, with all the summer stuff and, and seven on sevens. We were scrambling last year, all those things. This year, you know, being able, you know, I, I, a bunch of my parents were all, were, were, were having a great uh great laugh with me because my my season calendar was done in february mm-hmm. you know and i sent it yeah. out at the end of february i said hey guys this is this is june through november yeah. this is what it's going to look like you know and you know minor changes here and there but it's it's just really really nice to to be able to lay out some groundwork have a bunch of kids returning that understand expectations um you know we some cultural things you know that i implemented last year have, have taken really really great effect this year um, you know, summer attendance has been way, way, way better. Um, you know, I, we, I think we were sitting at 46 kids a day for the summertime um, for our weightlifting and all that stuff. So, um, you know, overall, the coaches, everything much, much better this year. Well, we just got done uh, earlier in the week talking to Emily City's new coach, Dave Brown, and he took over, what, right before the 4th of yep. July. So he knew what it was like to scramble and get it ready. But you said this year you get the full off season. One, you really don't have to worry about any COVID stuff that, for the most part, is not a factor. And two, the turbulence, you still were dealing with Coach Coker and that whole um, getting the field ready to be named after him. And this has been kind of as, as normal of an offseason as, you guess, I guess, since 2019. So it's probably been a lot less stress-free where, where you can worry just about football, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um you know, now it's just worrying about fundraisers. No, <laughs> no um, isn't that uh, the truth? <laughs> it's uh, no, it, it's been very, very productive. Um, you know, having all the kids, you know, being on point, communications better, um, and then yeah, obviously, you know, Coach Coker is is someone you know that I, you know, adored. Uh, he mm-hmm. was you know a fantastic mentor for when I, for my time, you know, underneath him and. Uh, you know, my, my biggest goal is, you know, to try to, 
you know, kind of emulate the, the legacy that he left at Richmond and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, try to get our team back to, you know, where he, where he had us. You know, uh, we can nitpick about how the season went, but the bottom line was is you guys played well enough to make the postseason, um, and you got off to a really great start, though, and then you made a change kind of in, in the middle of the, the season, and that may actually turn out to be something big for you this year with Anthony Benetti getting some playing time in there. Maybe you didn't get the results you wanted, but that might happen for you this year now. Oh, yeah. No, it's, um, you know, Anthony is a, uh, he's a tremendous kid, um, you know, fantastic athlete. And uh, what's, what's even better is he's a, he's a fantastic teammate with great work ethic. Um, you know, we had a few Ironmen this summer, uh, the guys that didn't miss a single workout, you know, over the, you know, six or seven week span there. And, you know, and Anthony's one of them, you know, and uh, he's always going to be the guy, first guy there. He's get, getting the ball bag ready, getting the line strip out, you know, taking care of business, mm-hmm. you know, leading the breakdowns, participating in team talks, all those things. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we are really, really excited about Anthony. Um, you know, the biggest thing is, is, you know, I made a few offensive tweaks, you know, this, uh, cause we kind of had a plan, right. We right. The coaches and I sat down after last season ended and, uh, he said like, okay, well, look, this is, this is the personnel people we think we have coming back. And, uh, you know, let's see if we can't, you know, make a few offensive tweaks to, to try to, you know, make these, uh, be as productive as possible with the athletes that we have. Kind of thing. So we'll talk about some of the other players you're excited about this year, but let's talk about last season is a lot of those games down the stretch, you were close in. The North Branch game came down to the end. Almont was one or two plays. We saw the Parma Western game where it was a couple big plays by their big-time wide receiver that kind of sprung that game out. Now, when you made the switch, it was a little bit of baptism by fire for Benetti at Crosslex. That's a tough place for a freshman to get his first start. But you can see as it went along, he improved, and the team improved. Didn't get the end result, but... North Branch close game, Almont close game. The Parma Western game was close for three quarters. Talk about how you're going to use that, the the way you played at the end, to build onto this season. Um, you know, I think uh, the biggest thing is, is, you know, trying to make sure, he, you know, he gets more and more comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think uh, a lot of times, you know, coaches can, you know, sometimes overthink things when, you know, at the base of it, it's really confidence is key. You know, and so we've spent a lot of time, you know, we did a bunch of four-man groups in the wintertime, and then uh, all summer, you know, we've, we've, we've gotten our, you know, our, our seven-on-sevens and all that stuff in, and, and we've had several sit-downs, uh, sit you know, chalk talks and whatnot. And, you know, Anthony feels really, really confident with, uh, with the playbook, which is a really, really big deal. And, uh, you know, and then defensively, we've just we got several just fantastic athletes, um, you know, returning this year. And, uh, and a really, really great class of underclassmen that are, are going to be just – we really, really feel good about, you know, several of those guys stepping up and, and being in those roles because I, th- I think the defense is going to be fantastic this year. Um, I call him your security blanket, but Hudson Davenport, <laughs> big dude, took up a lot of space, uh, filled holes, blocked, did a, did a lot of nice things. Both sides punted for you. Um, th- those are – literally and figuratively big shoes to fill oh absolutely absolutely Hudson uh you know um really really fantastic kid um honestly was 
very, very pleasantly surprised last year when, you know, we were, we were kind of looking for the three tech guy, mm -hmm. and we didn't we didn't actually know who he was. And uh, actually, one of our uh, our defensive coaches, Coach Brand, you know, comes up. He says, "Hey, man, we got you know three or four really good defensive ends. Mm -hmm. You know, what if we what if we slide Hudson down a gap? You know." Right. So I I was like, "Oh, okay." And you know, we go have a conversation with Hudson. He's like, "Absolutely, Coach." And and we were just on. He had a fantastic season at that three tech spot. Um, you know, incredibly productive as an H back. It's it's hard to find a lot of two hundred and thirty pound H backs. Right. You know, and uh but yeah, that three tech job he did last year was just outstanding for us. And uh that will be one of the um probably one of the bigger gaps for us to replace. Um it's you know, obviously he's a D one athlete, you know, going to play baseball at Eastern. So it's not like you have a bunch of those guys walking around. Uh so, you know, definitely got some uh some kids that are anxious to uh replace him and uh hopefully they can, you know, get the job done for us. One of the reasons why I said you're one of the more interesting teams to figure out is because while you return a lot of nice players, there's a lot of players I liked last year that are gone. Usually it's one of the – usually it's a mass exodus or you're like, okay, they have everyone coming back. You kind of have a mix of – I mean, last year, Hitzelberger, Saligan. Um, there are other guys, you mentioned Davenport, that are gone that you're like – you you wish you could have back but on the other hand we mentioned some players already Benetti we'll get to some in the next segment I would be really excited about if I was in your shoes oh absolutely um you know uh it's you got Blake Esselink who arguably you know this year you I put him right there at the very very top for for defensive player of the year candidacy mm -hmm. prior to the season starting um you know he's defensive end outside linebacker wherever you want to put him he he just understands the game of football um, right. You know, last year we had him at left guard and, you know, he was in several games. You can watch the film and he's pulling so fast hmm. that he doesn't even see the linebacker behind him. Right. So kind of things like that. And, you know, he's just unbelievably talented. Another kid with great, great work ethic. And, uh, you know, we're sitting there at the seven on seven against uh, Charlotte uh, Monday night. And he, he's every single guy. He already he knows every single guy out of our entire base defense. He can mm. point them exactly where they're supposed to go, knows exactly what's supposed to happen, and he just – he loves football. And and he's – he's, I would be shocked if he doesn't have an, uh, just a stellar season for us this year. Um, what, what's the side of the ball where you, where you feel like you have, the, I don't know, the, the most to repair uh, at, at this point in terms of guys that have left and – guys are going to have to step in and, and take those roles um well I mean I think obviously uh offensively is definitely where we're I think we'll have more questions than than answers uh you know yeah, just that, to start that's, the season. that's the better word for yeah, it, yeah. trying to um, find a word for it. yeah um <laughs> you know because right now you know you got uh you got um Ben Hitzelberger right mm -hmm. 600 yards receiving bunch of touchdowns and, and a bunch of just go get the football plays right um, and right now we have five wide receivers, you know, fighting for that X and Z position in our offense, and uh, it's close. You know, we got some 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 great guys. You know, this guy's really really fast. This guy runs great routes. This guy's got fantastic hands, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, you know, so we put in a bunch of work at, at camp, um, trying to figure out just who those two guys are. But uh, you know, like our defensive coordinator, you know, pointed out multiple times at camp, it's like, look, this is a big part of it. But we'll put that depth chart out as soon as we put pads on, right? right. And, we, and we really figure out who can do what. Um, but yeah, replacing Bennett is is a big deal for us. Uh, replacing 
Um, Saligan is, is a yep. big deal for us. Uh, again, a couple tailbacks right now in the mix that we think are really, really talented. And then, um, you know, the, the biggest one, and actually really, really had a fantastic summer for us, but uh, but replacing uh, Kevin McKiernan at tight end. Yep. You know, that's he, he's state champion wrestler, male athlete of the year, right, uh, for, our, for our school. And, um, you know, we got uh, Kyle Bartolomucci stepping up this year, had a fantastic summer. He's gotten some great, great mass on him in the weight room. His hands are looking really, really good, and his route running's fantastic. And you know, in my offense, like if if I got a great H and a great tight end, I'm feeling really, really good about how productive we can be. So, um, you know, really, really looking to lean on him, especially this year. Well, uh, is there anyone else you want to shout out before we take a break? Because once we come back, you guys don't have a lot of room to ease into the season. You have basically. Two, I, I call them two rivalry games to start. Let's face it, the BWAC every week's a rivalry game. But two big games to start. But anyone else that you're excited for that when people watch Richmond football, they should go, okay, I'm watch this kid or watch this number? Um, well, you know, two, two guys uh, that come to mind right out the gate. And it's hard because a lot of times, uh, you know, people don't really see these kind of guys. Mm. But, uh, you know, we got Matt Mish. Uh, coming back, he's had uh, another kid with a really, really fantastic winter, spring, summer mm-hmm. uh, developing. Right now, he's sitting about 6'4", 280. That um, is a large human being. You know, yes. And, uh, you know, we're over at Olivet Camp, and the coaches couldn't wait to ask me about 8,000 questions about him. <laughs> you know, and I said, well, he's, he's already had some some talks with some other kids because he's just got a great frame. Right. He's a good kid. And we're so we're actually going to be moving him out to tackle because we have another uh, young lineman named Jared Haynes, and uh, he's going to be our center this year. It's looking like, and, uh, you know, he was the very first kid against Charlotte where the head coach came up. He's like, man, coach, that center looks great. And, uh, you know, so we're really, really excited about him too. It's just, you know, typically when you're watching a football game, most people aren't looking at the center and the tackle. Well, but. it's not it's not the sexy position. It's not the one that you hear us screaming about in the end zone for a touchdown. Very, We don't talk about the great pole block or the great seal yeah. block. You're, you're talking pu- about the kid who ran through the hole, not the people right. who made the hole. Right. Right. Not, oh, the center got to the second level and walled off the linebacker <laughs> so your running back could get through and score. Oh, yeah. No, the, the conversation I have with the kids every single year is I've seen great tailbacks not reach 1,000. And I've seen bad tailbacks get twelve hundred. Oh yeah, right? it's it, the line is everything, and, and and that's Michigan football, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you're not touched till you're five yards down the field, heck, Dennis and I could run for eh, maybe five hundred yards. <laughs> but yeah, we we could look good against a great oh with a great offensive uh, line. I'd, I'd have a heart attack around my fifteenth yard. It's <laughs> <laughs> a true story. All right, uh, we'll take a break, and then we'll uh, reload, and uh, we'll fire some more questions here at uh, Coach uh, Misko. Talking Richmond football today on the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV... The engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more 
contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800-250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. When today is unpredictable, staying focused on your long-term financial goals matters more than ever. Count on your Ameriprise advisor for personalized, goal-based advice to help you navigate now and stay on track for tomorrow. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacuorg forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Looking for a new career? Magna International could be the place for you. Located in St. Clair off Range Road, 
Magna was named one of Forbes 2020 World's Best Employers. Magna is currently hiring a multitude of positions and offers a great work environment with competitive pay. Wages start $17 and up. Apply for jobs at magna.com forward slash careers. Again, magna.com forward slash careers. Get a fresh start with Magna International today. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Uh, Dennis Stuckey along with Brady Beaton. Coach Sean Misko from uh, Richmond. Uh, we did a lot of talking during the break. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and we learned something interesting. So, yeah. let, let's start there. Uh, and and ask you about your kicking game, uh, and in particular, Matty Yunus, who was my favorite kicker in the area last year. Well, you said he, it off the air. Having a kicker is one of the most underrated weapons in high school uh, football. You can look back at the history of just this area, teams that could have gone farther had the special teams been on point. Yeah. And, well, you may or may not have to worry about that, but you probably won't have to worry about the kicking game at Richmond too much. Yeah, no. Um, so Drew, another just another really really good kid, fantastic grades, tremendous soccer player. Um, but uh, you know has has you know kind of answered the call the last couple years as our kicker. Um, and you know obviously he's gotten some really good recognition in the area as a two-time you know first-team All-County kicker. Mm-hmm. You know has tremendous leg strength. Uh, you know, capable of hitting 50-yard field goals pretty consistently. And, uh, you know, that's really, really tremendous. Uh, and he let me know a couple weeks ago, um, you know, that he was uh, trying out for, you know, uh, U.S. national team um, for soccer. And uh, that might actually end up, you know, making him miss a few games <laughs> here in the season. Uh, and, you know, obviously that's a tremendous opportunity. And, you know, we want to wish him the very, very best on that. Um, and uh, and the, good, the really, really great news is, is you know if, if if that happens and Drew you know is is blessed to to make that team, then you know we got Colton Bartels right there waiting in the wings. He's sophomore, and uh, you know he's another guy that just puts in a ton of work, uh, working on his kicking game. Um, you know I, this summer I've seen him hit 40, 45 yarders, mm-hmm. you know multiple multiple times, and uh, you know just another kid with great great discipline, great work ethic, and. Uh, you know, he, he, he is definitely on the path to being a college kicker because I know that's what his goal is. As a coach, how nice is it just to, even with kickoffs, things that the average fan probably doesn't think about when they watch on Saturdays and Sundays, they just assume the kicking's going to be there. Not only field goals, but having the kickoffs go where you want them to because if you've never been that involved with football, knowing that if a kickoff, if you're planning on it going to the right hash or the right numbers, and it goes down the middle, how much that can mess up special teams and how that alone could spring a big play for the other team. Oh, um, you know, well, I think I, – I, I don't think I'm alone here as a coach if, with the sense that there's, there's, always, um, there's always a set of nerves that comes with a kickoff, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's just one of those things where you're like, please don't be the time when one of your guys is out of his lane. Right. You know? Um, yeah, one so, guy gets a little <laughs> too excited, and next thing you know, there's a 10-yard hole. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, so with with all of our kickers, you know, with with Matty Eunice, with Bartels, and even before those guys a couple years in a row there, where it's when you can reliably get the ball to a specific spot, mm-hmm. right, and you can help yourself not guarantee that 
you know, that position, but, or that field position, but, uh, you know, pretty darn close to it. That makes a big, big difference, especially for our game planning, you know, and, uh, you know, like one of the things last year is we knew that if we had any kind of a breeze at all, it was an automatic touchback, right? Mm-hmm. We just, we knew without a doubt it was, it was going to be a touchback. And, you know, to be able to say that alone, you know, I think a lot of coaches would, would absolutely love to be in that position. A lot of defensive coordinators would love to be right. in that position. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, you know, like having that part of your game is absolutely tremendous and, uh, you know, really, really, really helpful, um, you know, for our game planning purposes. All right. So you, you guys go jumping right into it. St. Clair is your non-league game to open the, the season right down division slash Fred Moore. Um, the, kind of a natural rival for you. Uh, and then uh, you open league play in week two against the defending league champs, Croslex. Uh, I guess the nice thing is you get to play them both at home, but those are two, like, we'll know about Richmond football pretty early on. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, getting St. Clair back on the schedule was, uh, was fantastic for us. Um, you know, I know when, you know, the AD approached me about the opportunity to play them, uh, you know, I, I absolutely jumped at it because, you know, again, like you said, it is to me, it is a natural rivalry, right? Like we, we love playing against them, uh, you know, in the district baseball game. You know, we love competing against them in basketball and football is just a natural fit. And, uh, you know, so obviously, you know, I think it's going to be a great football game. Um, I think Coach Bishop does a great, great job over there. And he's had, you know, a bunch of just fantastic seasons. Um, you know, I think they're kind of in a similar position as we are in terms of having to replace a few you know, a few key people, and, uh, you know, I'm really, really excited about that one. Um, as far as Croswell goes week two, you know, obviously, you know, the, the, the proof is in the pudding. You know, Coach LeGros has done outstanding work there over the past uh, two seasons. And, you know, like one of the first things I noticed last year, you know, we go out uh, to play. We played them at home against on JV, you know, and I walk out there to watch the JV football game, and I see 23 linemen warming up. <laughs> For, for their JV football game. And I was like, yeah. man, 23 guys that want to block, that's, that, yeah. ain't, that ain't a bad deal. No. You know? And, uh, you know, and, and, he, and he's a great guy too. He's, uh, you know, we, we, we've talked multiple times and, you know, we've helped each other in certain situations um, and things like that. And, uh, you know, so both those games will be really, really good tests for us. And uh, to be honest with you, um, you know, in, in the experiences that I've had, I really, really like, you know, getting the feet in the fire right now. Um, I think it's a, it's a good opportunity for our kids, and um, I think it'll really, really help us establish our identity uh, right out the gate. Well, right out the gate you have those two games, but then the end of your conference schedule, you're going to need a few ice packs and, and a few cold tubs to recover because last three league games, at North Branch, at Almont, home against Armada. You're going to face probably 200 rushing attempts in three weeks. What is that going to be like at the end of the season where maybe everyone's moving just a little step slower and keeping everyone healthy through three really physical, really old-school style football teams? Yeah, well, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head uh, with the word healthy, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think one of the biggest goals, uh, especially when you – you know, preparing for Elmont and North Branch alone – you know, both coaches do just outstanding work with their linemen, right? The, they fire off the ball, really, really low center of gravity, and they punch hard. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, last year we had several defensive guys, you know, you know that uh, we, we played North Branch really, really tough last year. And, you know, you could just see it 
kind of beginning of the third quarter, kind of working its way into the end of the third quarter, and the the fatigue really, really, really set in on us um, against that offensive line. And then in Elmont's, you know, no different, right? They they have great, great linemen, and you know they do a great job getting their athletes the ball in the right positions. And um, you know, so preparing for those games is obviously really, really nice because you know the offenses are pretty similar, which is helpful. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know rotating some linebackers through, rotating some D tackles through, you know, trying to get a couple extra hats on defense, you know, in the mix early in those games. If we can try to, you know, take some of the beating off of our, you know, linebackers, that, that'll make a huge, huge difference because obviously, you know, if you go into, you know, if we go into Armada and we have two or three, you know, linebackers or D tackles, you know, that are in rough shape, well, that game gets real hard. Yeah, I, I know planning for teams like that, especially at the defensive line position, you're not going to maybe get as much glory as when you face a spread team and you get to rush the passer. But the fact is, if your D-line can eat up those blockers and let the linebackers roam free, it helps a ton. Um, but with those teams, the wing T, now you can tell me if you think I'm wrong, but what I always would hear facing wing T teams is you want to face them earlier in the year because usually when you get them later, that's when they really get their system down, like any system, but the wing T and those type of offenses later in the season is when they're hitting their stride and really the kids are starting to understand the system. Yeah, um, I I think it's twofold. Um, I think a big part of it is, you know, what you're saying with, the, you know, understanding the system and all that, you know, but, you, you know, you take a look at Elmont and, you know, they, they run the an identical system for what? They're in year eight. Their hometown yeah. football runs the same exact playbook. Um, oh, yeah. You know, and uh, but I, I think the biggest thing is, you know, uh, um, you know, I was out there for our JV game last year and I'm watching Coach Lusby. It, it's pouring rain and mm. he's got their their varsity. It's darn near seven o'clock and they're still repping through plays on their practice field back there and it's like I think it's really just a good culture of toughness and I think that uh with with uh you know between him and coach Furman I think those kids really really are are trained to to feed on like we want to be in those war zone type games Mm -hmm. you know like those are those kids love that environment and then they're 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 kind of trained that way and yeah I I think it does kind of help them as, as the season stretch goes on because those kids have been in brawls a lot, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, not, not saying that our kids aren't tough, right. Cause I got a, I got a ton of guys that have put in really, really solid work in the weight room and, and all those things. And, uh, you know, we're really looking much, much better, um, from that perspective. But, uh, but yeah, I do think it's an advantage to those teams rolling down. And I don't know what Elmont has coming back, but, uh, I remember watching their game last year that I, that I went and saw, they played on a Thursday, and I, th- I think his kid, the kid was Measle and Smith. And, like, I don't know where they get these fast kids from, but they're one of those schools. Every year they've got a couple of guys that literally give them an inch and they'll take it a mile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, they um, – um, against us last year, it was, it was a similar story. It was just, you know, one, you know, half second on a block and, and – it was bam, they're gone, right? And uh, you know, and I know they got another kid this year. Uh, I'm trying, I'm trying to remember his name right now, but they, he was a, he was a freshman last year on their JV, and you know, it's pouring rain, the field is muddy, and he's still kicking it in the third gear, you know. And I was like, wow, that kid's fast, right? And then I, I have no idea 
you know, if he had a good spring. So I don't know anything about him other than the fact that I watched him play on the JV and I was like, wow, he can fly, you know. So, um, but, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. They, uh, the system is, is a really, really good system, um, you know, and then obviously it's really, really nice if you can find the two, three guys to, to really make it work. You brought up something about how pouring rain in the mud, and maybe this is something guys like Dennis and myself make more of. But correct me if I'm wrong. You're the only BWAC team with turf, right? Is there does? I believe so. Does yes. Al, yeah, because Almont yeah. doesn't have turf, right? No, Al, Almont. So. Nope. Yeah, turf so there. there's you're the only like team a with cow turf. pasture. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it works. <laughs> so you have turf, and we saw week eight last year. Armada Cross Lex. The field got torn up. Cross Lex played in their playoff game and they didn't have another home game but they had to come practice at sc4 soccer facility because the field was just so torn up does having turf give you an advantage not only that you get to practice on your own field all the time but does it give you the advantage on the flip side when you go from turf to grass is it tough to make that get the kids on the transition or is it just something we make too big a deal of in football's football um well Again, I, I think it's a it's a twofold deal, right? I think uh, one being able to have a consistent practice facility is huge. Um, you know, having perfect lines and perfect hashes, mm -hmm. and you know, so your spacing and all, all those things that you worry about in practice, those types of details are really really great. And you know, like last year, we practiced in the pouring rain several times because it just didn't matter. Yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, I think, I do think that's a very, very big advantage. Um, and then, yeah, I think, uh, you know, obviously when we prepare for, you know, North branch or Elmont, uh, going to those, those fields, we have our, our grass practice field behind the weight room there. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely plan on doing at least one full practice, you know, on that grass because, you know, it is, it's a totally different texture, you know, and you know, if it happens to be one of those, uh, you know, wet Michigan falls and, you know, their fields do get a little muddy, then I do think it is a bit of an advantage uh, to be the home team when, when it's a little muddy like that. But, uh, you know, overall, I think it kind of works both ways. Well, I mean, everything changes and, and evolves. Like when I started watching and doing football games, if I saw 10 passes in a season, I saw a lot. Now you see 10 passes a quarter with and those are the teams that run a lot <laughs> are doing that and i think turf is is the ne the next thing eventually like in in the next decade it wouldn't shock me if everybody's got turf oh yeah no i mean i think that nowadays more than more than anything it's uh you know you're looking as a as a school right you're you're trying to number one you're trying to increase your marketability right right which is a big deal right i i not, now, I'm not saying kids choose schools based on turf, but, you know, it's, it's just one of those factors that helps. It gives you a really, really clean curbside look. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, with that, I think that uh, most coaches would love to just be consistently on turf, right? Um, mm -hmm. You know, whether it's – I mean, gosh, I, I've, I've looked at game film from even as late as 2016-17, and, I'm, you know, you're looking at a 40-yard line and it's got a big – yeah, a big wave in it or something. It's like because I mean, not every school can have a maintenance crew, right. and it's essentially either the coaches or a custodial worker drawing mm -hmm. a line, and they're not paid to draw hash marks. Well, yeah. I mean, we, we saw it too last year with Armada lost home playoff games because they just couldn't play on that field. The work that they had to do at Memorial Stadium for to make the, it the, barely playable, to, they could barely play that uh, Northern Roseville playoff game. Well, and the other thing, I mean, you maybe can talk to this more, but 
like other things like your JV can play on your field and you don't have to worry about that. Your youth program on Saturday morning can play on that field. Just a bunch of little things and then other sports can use the turf because it's turf. You don't have to worry about the grass where when you're trying to find grass to practice on, oh, you can't go on the baseball field. You don't want to tear up the outfield. Can't go over here. And turf just makes things a lot simpler, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's I, – I, I've talked to several people, right, over – because, you know, obviously when we're passing this bond, right, trying mm. to get these things done, you know, you have – you know, both sides of people that are, you know, one people, well, traditionally it's this, right? And then you got, you know, some other, you know, other people that are, well, it'd be really, really great to have that. And, you know, that's one of the things that a lot of people don't think about is, man, we're running a soccer practice, a JV football practice, mm. a varsity football practice, a middle school football game, you know, soccer game, multiple right. events every week, not including, you know, eight hours on a taffle Saturday at least – three times right you know what i mean so um a lot a lot of use and minimal wear and tear and then the biggest thing for me is i love that you know i could take a four-man group out there in february and it's lined yeah if you you get (laughs) an odd 45 degree day right you can go out there and use it you don't have to worry about anything yeah no and I, i think that's a very very tremendous advantage um you know to having that and you know i know that you know multiple programs in, in the conference are, are making that push you know i know croswell's talked about it i know armada's talked about it um and you know i i would not be opposed to every team talking about it but <laughs> oh. you know that's where we and, are and and this is probably the the stupidest reason but it looks nice it looks yeah. good and i i think that makes it different when when the kids come out onto the field and the field looks nice you know it it feels more professional or whatever for them too oh sure yeah no it's it's definitely a source of pride definitely and uh you know and one thing that i have heard you know even some of our fans say it's just really nice being able to see clearly the yard markers Mm -hmm. and and everything else helps us out a lot you know yeah my, my my stat spotter right that it's very easy oh yeah that's Definitely the 42. Right. Right. Where I've seen, I saw games last year, you know, like obviously I watched Armada Croswell's game and it's like, where are they? Like, by, <laughs> by the end of that game, I was just guessing who had the ball because you saw Croslex's uniforms. Oh, yeah. They were brown. Yep. They were brown. <laughs> and I'm just like, I think that's Grappy that has the ball. I don't know. Maybe. And no one else can see it. Only I can. So if I'm wrong, who cares? Nobody knows. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. The beauty of radio. So anyway, we'll, we still have a whole nother segment to go. So let's uh, pay some bills and then get to it, Dennis. Yep. We'll be right back. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series Shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark Shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark Shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. 
Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 810- 987-2185. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron schools, I am treated as an individual and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron school story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our game. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. 
All right, welcome back. Dennis and uh, Brady and Coach Sean Misko talking Richmond football, BWAC football. We're just talking football. It's what we do, especially when we get to the third segment. That's usually when we have a little bit of fun. Oh, yeah. Well, Coach, you obviously played at Richmond, know the BWAC well. BWAC, what's it, just past 20 years of being in existence? When did it come around? Like, 01? I think, uh, yeah, 01, 01, 02 was the first season. So, 20 years, and you've been around for basically all of it. Yeah, first season was 2002. Okay. So, all right, hey, 20 years of the BWAC this year. <laughs> well, would you look at that? Um, and you know it, it, well, at least back when you played, much more hard-hitting conference, much more, a lot more Elmont and North Branch than – well, even you guys in Cross, Lex, and Yale who like to spread it out. But that's kind of my point is now you have a big diversity of offenses, a big diversity of schematics. As a coach, how do you handle just a bunch of different things where maybe back in the day you could just have two game plans and, you know, okay, this is the wing tee and this is just the pro-style teams? Um, well, I mean, I guess the first thing I'd say is, you know, I, I much more – I much prefer being an OC nowadays than yeah. DC, right? Um, you know, yeah, preparing for all these different teams because, you know, the the issue is, is, you know, you've got, you know, for instance, you know, us versus Yale versus Croswell spread systems that aren't anything alike. Right. You know what I mean? Schematically, the, the, the types of plays we call, you know, the blocking schemes we use, you know, very, very different. You know, you got Armada running, you know, basically just power high, off tackle high, like most of the game. Right. That's mm-hmm. a whole nother ball game. Right. When you got someone coming straight at you and, uh, you know, and then, of course, you know, North Branch and and Almont and their, you know, their their wing T. But both teams have done a great job over the past few years, really kind of utilizing that jet scheme. Yeah. You know, wing system versus the traditional traditional T. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, hats off to the D coordinators out there that are putting in unbelievable amounts of hours, you know, trying to prepare for each of these unique football teams. Um, you shoot even Algonac running the, the veer, double right. veer type, you know. And, again, they got a new coach this year. I have no idea what they're going to do. And then Emily City with uh, with Coach Brown, I you know, I've never met him. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I am really, really interested to see what they come out in because I have no idea. Well, and you also said – a sp- a, all spreads aren't created equal, so you might, people might hear, oh, they run a spread. It's not like a cookie-cutter thing. You can run a, a spread. You can run a spread that is run-oriented. I mean, look at Oregon. A lot yeah. of people yeah. do, yeah. yeah. Port here on high does it. They, they'll spread it out. They run it a hell of a lot more than they pass it, and same like you said with the wing tee and a bunch of other. You can give it the, the, the basic name, but there's a lot of variety in that name. Oh, yeah. No, well, I mean, you know, for instance, you look at, you know, our offense alone. It's, uh, you know, really comes down to how versatile can your H-back be, mm-hmm. right? Is he, is he a guy you can flex? All right, well, now now you're really talking, you know, that's a hard game plan. If right. you're taking an H-back that can, one, ISO in a hole, two, go catch a seam pass, you know, flexed out in the slot, that's really difficult for teams to prepare for. Yeah, I was just thinking, uh, watching Upley play. Yeah, uh, They run a spread, but – they run the ball 90 to 95% of the time. Yeah. Problem is, is when they do throw it, they've got a kid that can throw it. Yeah. <laughs> right. So they usually get a big play the the four times that they throw the ball in a game. But how, how difficult is that from week to week, knowing that pretty much everybody you play does something different? Um, you know, I, the, the, I guess obviously the nice part is um, we've had pretty good consistency over – 
I don't know, the last five, six seasons. Um, you know, North Branch and Almont, you kind of know not everything, but a general good idea of what, right. of what they're coming at. You know, uh, Croswell's got, you know, uh, second or third year Legro. Yeah, think, third um, third season. Third season, yeah. you know. Um, so, again, another, you know, a pretty yeah, you good know idea. Yeah, your defense is going to have to get ready to sure. snap it every 15 seconds. Yeah, you know, and then obviously all those teams that are scouting us, right? Like, okay, well, I'm in year two, and, you know, again, pretty good idea. Right. right? Um, you know, so – as far as the game planning and preparing for that kind of stuff, the biggest thing is, you know, having a, um, a reliable staff makes all the difference in the world, right? So, you know, for instance, I know that when I wake up Saturday morning, I've got the next two games, ODK, down and distance, right. ready to go, you know, so that I can look at what I need to look at versus taking those that time out of my day to, right. you know, do those kind of smaller details, um, you know, it, it – and if you got a guy that can do that for you, you know, like we, we have, uh, you know, a couple different coaches on staff, but, uh, you know, shout out to Nick Mathis. Um, mm-hmm. he's, he's kind of our, you know, I, I call him our football operations director, yeah. but, uh, you know, he's a guy that's incredibly tech savvy. He deals with all of our huddle things and, uh, you know, he puts in a ton, a ton of time, you know, making sure that, you know, our breakdowns are ready to go. And, uh, you know, we can get right into the game planning, you know, phase each week. Well, you talked about having coaches on staff and some schools through no fault of their own just have small staffs sometimes we have to work with two three four coaches where when you can have a bigger staff and like you said you're not spending time on breaking down film getting it ready you can just look at it and game plan how much does it help having multiple coaches and being able to delegate things and you can just hit the ground running getting ready for next week I think it's a, it's a huge advantage um, huge advantage I, I've I've been a part of you know, three-man staffs, um, mm-hmm. you know, when I was coaching down in South Carolina, we had 20 paid guys, right, on, on, that, yeah. on that staff. You know, and so I've seen, I've seen both, right? I've seen, I've seen both sides of, of, the, of the coin there. And, um, you know, like right now where we're at, you know, because that's another thing as I had in a year or two, you know, the staff is getting closer. You know, we're right. filling out a position here, a position there. And, you know, and we can add a person here, add a person there. Right. And hopefully with with good fundraising, we can continue to kind of keep, you know, growing the staff because, you know, I think it's, you know, obviously a huge advantage when you can have, you know, six reliable guys at your table versus, you know, two, Mm -hmm. you know, and things like that, because it is, you know, like I've been on a staff with three guys and I'll tell you what, it's hard. It's really, really difficult to keep up when it's just you and two guys trying to put in all those hours. Um, uh, And I've I've kind of been on this bandwagon kick of promoting the BWAC. I know that people in the BWAC know about this league, and I know that people in our area have got the gist. But we do have people who listen, you know, that follow maybe the MAC and they're like, yeah, the BWAC, whatever. Those are all little schools or whatever. Last six seasons, five different teams have won this league, and routinely four to five teams from this league make the playoffs regularly. Well- Every year. Hell, last year, Richmond played six playoff teams. Yep. Yeah, no, it's – um, I, I do think uh, there is a – I won't say stigma, but, you know, I, I do think that the BWAC deserves a lot more credit uh, than it gets mm-hmm. in a lot of cases. Um, I don't think people appreciate just how competitive this conference can be. Um, you know, obviously every year you've got, you know, one or two teams that – you know, either are, you know, recovering from a heavy senior graduation or, you know, things like that. Right, it's and, high school uh, sports. Yeah, it's high school sports. And, um, you know, but but regularly, you know, you look at 
the yearly results and you're you're looking at at least probably 10 15 football games that were within a touchdown you know what i mean and you know and again i'm not going to slight any other conference but you know i, I think the bwac is some of the most competitive or competitive football you're going to find um you know in this area well especially for the size of the school yes the mac red is objectively probably a, there's more talent in that league there's also 10,000 kids through five schools in that league where the BWAC combines probably what 3,000 maybe so yes but for the size it is and there are other good conferences that have really good teams but Dennis alluded to it just the the, the, the teams that make the run okay Crosslex was the cream of the crop last year you go back North Branch made the run the year before that then it was Almont then you have Algonax run you have Richmond always in there, and then especially back when you played in, in the mid-teens when they made a run to a regional final. It goes back and forth with teams. It's not dominated by one superpower at all. Right. Oh, yeah. No, it's, um, you know, like it's, it's definitely not one of those conferences. I guess there's not a single week of the, of the season where I'm going to sleep any better than the rest. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's uh, – it, it's, it's – you know, we're my coaches and I are sitting here all summer, and you know we're having weekly conversations. Well, what do you think about North Branch? What do you think about Elmont? And it's like, guys, we're we're four months away, you know, right. or whatever. And uh, you know, and and I'm sure that a lot of those staffs are having similar conversations because you know the the more prepared you can be, the better your chances are. And you know, like for instance, you look at our North Branch game last year. I mean, that's two or three plays away from being. I mean, it was a it was a great football game, right? A great football game, and um, you know, I think I think the BWAC kind of prides itself on that, and I think it's it's really really nice going to you know preseason or postseason coaches meetings, and you know, there's really really good mutual respect within the league, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think that goes a long way for us, you know, kind of moving forward together, and uh, you know, obviously, the more we can make individual playoff runs, the better. Um, you know, obviously the difficult part is with, uh, with our size, a lot of times we end up running into each other or, yeah. or vice versa in the playoffs, you know, cause like, like for instance, in, in 2019, you know, I, I thought we were easily a top four team that year. Um, you know, but I, we ran into Elmont week one. So, <laughs> you know, it is, it is what it is. And then they made the state finals and right. And we're, and we're watching them. So, uh, yeah, I, I think the conference is incredibly competitive. Um, I don't think anyone would argue that the everyone in this area should understand that the Mac Red is an unbelievable football conference, right? Like obviously, that, yeah. Any, ask any coach in the white because they sure don't want to be up there, you know. <laughs> so, um, but and they but, fight to stay in yeah, the white or go to the blue, right? Um, <laughs> you know, but yeah. Uh, aside from the red, though, I, I do think the BWAC is is just outstanding football. I don't think there's many Friday night games you'd go to and you wouldn't see a good product on the field. Well, with the BWAC, it's, you know, when I'm going through trying to get all the coaches on, you're looking at it and going, it's kind of a new guard coming in with coaches. I mean, I think Coach Lusby is the the most tenured coach in the BWAC. He came in in, what, 15, 16, I think was his first year. So seven, eight years. Coach Furman's been at North Branch for five, six, but yourself, your second year. Algonac's got a new coach. Emily City has a new coach. Coach Grunman's coming in, going into what is his second, second or third year. LeGros in his going into his third year. Uh, coach Rowley going into what is third year, sec, third year, I believe, second, second year. or third year. It's a new wave of coaches in the BWAC, and we've talked about this on other shows, but when Dennis got to town, everyone, it seemed like, had been at their place forever. Now it's it's a younger, new group of coaches coming in. 
Oh yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely one of those one of those funny things, um, you know, because I, I even remember, you know, when I was interviewing for the for the Richmond job, mm-hmm. right, and, and one of the questions came up, you know, well, well, how do you feel about your age? And I was sitting there thinking to myself, well, I mean, if I do get the job, I'll probably be third oldest, you know, yeah, in the, right, in the, in the conference, and uh, you know, and they all kind of laughed at the at the answer because it's you know it is it's it's the game has evolved quite a bit. Um, you know, and I think, uh, you know, like, for instance, on my staff, I, I have several coaches on my staff that are older than me, um, you know, but, you know, several of them would say the exact same thing. No interest in that head spot nowadays, right? It's there's because sometimes you run into issues where it's not really about football, right? Now mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're worrying about fundraisers. You're worrying about spreadsheets. You're worrying about heat index reports right. right to turn in you know after your practices and it's like whew you know like the the, yeah. the task list adds up where it's like you know like shoot I, i'd be remiss if i didn't say you know i haven't I haven't had days where it's like man i remember being you know an inside linebacker coach you know 10 years ago that was a simpler and really really fun time yeah you, you, know, but, you worried about game planning for st Clair, right you know and, and i wouldn't trade you know where I'm at for the world, right? Because I'm I'm kind of living I'm living my dream right now because I got to where I wanted to be and I'm home and and I love uh, our town and our community and um, you know, but but yeah, there's definitely some things as as a head coach nowadays that you know I think there's 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 a, there's a reason you know several uh, coach openings and postings have stayed open longer this year. Oh, it's a different animal now because. Well, I, I got into town. Coach Braun had been at Marysville for 400 years. Hmm. Um, Coach uh, Siskevich had been at Marine City for 300 years. Uh, Co- Coach Co- Glenn Nusset had probably been at, at Richmond for 10, 12 years, and he was the new guy. <laughs> he was the new guy. That's the way they looked at it. If you haven't been somewhere 20 years, who are you? Uh, and now, if we if we get somebody to stay at a school for – for 10 years man oh that's yeah. a long time now yeah no um and, and and honestly it's one of the most challenging things i think for uh you know program consistency obviously um and you have high turnover rates it's near impossible right to build culture to mm-hmm. you know keep try to keep your program up um you know i'd say one of the biggest things like if you look at for instance in the BWAC, right Loosby was a successor. Yes. Right. So he the system didn't really change much. He just kept doing it. Right. As good, like as well as he's done. made it to a state right? final. Um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, like me taking over for Coker. Our systems are so minimally different. You mm-hmm. know that it's it's not really a, a relevant change, right? Like our approaches to the game might be a little bit different, but you know, well, as far yeah, as, you're gonna get some changes. Yeah. But as far as play calling and all the other stuff, it, it's it, you know it's pretty darn close. Um, you know, and then. You've got other situations, you know, like, for instance, Armada, right? Armada went from, you know, they were kind of a spread-ish. Right. It's hard to describe that, you know, two, what, what, three or four years ago. Um, You know, and then Coach Raleigh's done a great job kind of bringing in, you know, kind of uh, that old school, you know, hammering that power eye look. Right. Right? So, um, you know, again, it's all all about culture. It's all about consistency and, uh, you know, getting the kids to buy in. Well, and you even mentioned that Coach Matska at Algonac, he was on the staff when they were making their runs when he was a part of that. So, like you said, a successor. Now, Dennis is going to laugh at me and maybe scoff, but 
I, I need your help. Oh, is yeah. this your super B? Yes, this is okay. my super B. I knew you were going to go here. Yeah, well, well, I always I was going to bring it up a question to go, but I, yeah, I was I was waiting until the end. <laughs> I, I need your help. We need to get Marysville Saint Clair Marine City out of the MAC, and we need to get a super B Yeah, because that's because that's what you need is three more teams like yeah. that put onto your schedule <laughs> on top of what you're already doing. Well, that the only problem is we need to find one more team to make it twelve, and then you get an east, west, and north, south, whatever you want to do. But I, coach, I just need your help making that happen, so I don't have to deal with Marysville versus Lampfear in a league game. You know, I, I I'll be the first to tell you that, you know, again, my my opinion, I would absolutely love to get, you know, Marysville, St. Clair. Mm. You know, Marine City, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be yeah, – okay, that's maybe. a tough league game to add. But, uh, but no, like, um, you know, se- several of those conferences, right, have – you know, I really, really enjoy the idea of having, uh, you know, five league games and your, your sixth one's your crossover for position. Right. Like, I really, really enjoy those types of conferences where, where you can be flexible with that, that week eight or week nine, mm-hmm. however you want to engineer the schedule. Um, you know, like – the, like the one thing that I would like to avoid, I don't like the idea of maybe mandatory crossovers, right? I, right. I don't. I don't like those types of leagues, right? Give me the flexibility because I still like to have my one or two non-conferences, mm-hmm. you know, to help us get the look we're looking for or whatever. Right. Because some leagues you play nine conference games. Right. Yeah. And uh, you know, and that's I, I don't want a situation like that, you know. But I mean, I do think that you know, long term. I think it'd be a good a good fit to try to get a couple more teams in the well, BWAC and maybe come up with an east-west or north-south. Just do – you play, it's two divisions of six. You play your five teams, and then you have two crossovers, maybe one protected, and then you have week one and week nine open, and it's the same setup that BWAC has right now. Right. There you go. Now the only problem is finding that 12th team because there's really no one that fits the bill. Poor Commissioner Brady. I know. I know. Like, like what do you want me to say, Lutheran North? Because they're the closest. Eh, it's a, I mean, it's at least a possibility. I mean, unless you want to get crazy and go out west somewhere, but who the hell are you going to grab out west? I'm not sure. It's yeah. uh, you know, Luther North is a uh, um, their their coach is fantastic too. I really really like him. Um, you know, and and we Richmond played them regularly for, I think it was six years in a row or something as the as their week nine. Yeah. Maybe. And uh, and even last year, I think they played. They play Yale. They played one of the. Conferences. Yeah, they played Yale. They played Yale. Um, yeah, you know, so like, it's funny because like they, they have scheduled a conference game with, or, or sorry, a non-conference game with the BWAC, you know, pretty regularly over the last several years, and uh, you know maybe they would be a good fourth team fit. I'm just saying, I just, I just can't. I know. I'm sorry, it doesn't have anything to do with Richmond, but I can't stand the St. Clair Warren Woods Tower big game of the week. Like, and there's eight fans on the other side, and then you go to a BWAC game, and it could be for fifth place in the BWAC, and the stands are packed. Oh yeah, no, I mean, the the probably one of my favorite parts about BWAC football is there's fantastic rivalries, and there's there's really really good you know cultural battles, right? You mm. you. They're, like kids are kids are bringing me their phones. Coach, did you see this on Twitter? Yeah. Did you see what this kid said? And I'm like, <laughs> not relevant, guys. But I'm, I'm glad it's fueling your fire. You know. <laughs> Every little bit helps. Yes. Every little bit helps. Yes, it can. God, it was. I'm glad social media wasn't. I mean, it was a thing when I was around, but it wasn't as big. And obviously, it wasn't a thing when you were playing. And that's had to have been a big change. Oh. At least dealing with it, because. Don't look at me. We yeah. had rotary phones, and we yeah. were too lazy to dial them. Because <laughs> kids will be kids, and social media does not help it. I'm glad a lot of that was not recorded when I was growing up. Oh, no. absolutely. Listen, it's 
it's honestly it's it's one of those kind of tougher um conversations you have to have every year reminding kids you know like mm-hmm. please 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 you know i can remember i think it was in 2000 and it was 2014 or 15 and uh, so I, I was down in south carolina and uh, we were playing against um greenwood high school um and they had a a, a four-star running back yeah right and he posts this really really inappropriate uh picture on twitter bam done no no recruitment no like didn't get to play yep. the rest of the season those kinds of things and, and, that, and as a coach it's just one of those things where you're terrified because it's like please don't be you know don't do silly right. things you know what i mean like and 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 most i'd say probably 95 percent of the time it's 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 harmless and and they didn't mean to do what they did right but gosh I mean, when I think back to being 12, 13, 14, 15. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, you don't always make the right decision. Yeah. You, yeah. you don't mean, you know, you're not, a, you're not a bad kid. You're not a bad person. You don't always make the right yeah. decision. Yeah, yeah. You're inexperienced. And, and it's it, honestly, like, it's one of those things that, as a coach and as a father, right? I have two sons, and it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things that's always in my head. Like, you know, please don't make a mistake that's on digital footprint. You know right. what I mean? Like. Right. So if you're going to do something stupid, don't record it. Right. <laughs> right. So, yeah, no, no, definitely one of those things. It's, a, you know, for me, like, again, Nick Mathis, right? I, I've tried Twitter a handful of times and I just, <laughs> I just, I don't like it at all. <laughs> you know what it's, I mean? But, it's good for like information. Like, I like it just to get the scores and stuff and get news. But if you go too deep, it's, a, it's, it's a cesspool. Oh, yeah. It's, and, it's, and, it's better to not be. Yeah, I, and, if, if I wasn't, in this industry, I probably would have a very limited use if at all of it. Right. Yeah. And then like, and he, and he, uh, so Nick does ours and, and manages the account or whatever. And like, if I post something on Facebook, he'll yeah. just kind of boop, pop it over or whatever. And, uh, you know, do all that stuff. The only tricky part is it is, it's a, it's incredibly useful with, uh, with the recruiting aspect. Yeah. You know, a lot of college coaches like it. it's easier for them faster. Yeah. Um, you know, I you just do it on the I on a still bus trip. have not gotten a hold of the tagging <laughs> and all that other stuff. It's uh Oh yeah, I don't do know. that stuff. Yeah, as long as you have someone that knows how to do it. Right. But uh do you have any more before my last question? No, you go ahead. All right. Um I've asked this to uh, other coaches. What what to expect from Richmond Blue Devil football in 2022? Um, you know, I think uh the biggest thing is is you should really really expect to see a defense that's absolutely flying around the football. Um, I think our defense is going to be, you know, incredibly fast this year. Uh, we, we are going to be maybe just a hair undersized in a few positions, but, uh, you know, overall team speed is going to be great. Um, team chemistry is going to be much, much better uh, than you've seen in the past two years. Um, and then offensively, I think you're going to see, you know, really, really consistent output, which, which is our big, big goal. Um, you know, we don't, necessarily know who those high flyers are yet everywhere right but uh but i think we're gonna have a couple and uh you know as far as you know team goals and season goals right winning the BWAC is is, is where we are that's where we want to be so that's that's our that's our hope right now all right good stuff as always thanks our door is always open too by the way yes. you can invite yourself on all right. we're not gonna say no well i appreciate you guys <laughs> having me today of course and well i think i'll see you the 25th yeah it at uh, what? Well, let me get it's Ben Larry Cokerfield at Ben Bolt Stadium. That's correct. It. There That's we it. go. John Cokerfield. John Coker. Sorry, yep. I got it. Ah, it was there was a lot of names in there. <laughs> yeah, you did better yeah. than I could. Yes, I remember. I just I said it a ton during the Clintondale game last year, <laughs> and I still messed it up. 
still knocking off the rust. Yeah, you, I, like I said, you did better than what I would have done. So there you go. All right. Uh, again, thanks, Coach, uh, and uh, good luck. Appreciate you guys. And stay healthy, Will everybody. Do. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is stuck on sports.